Uh, yeah, my name's Gary. I am from the U.S. This is my beautiful wife, Sadia, right here. She's from Panama. Uh, we've been here about four years now at City Life. Uh, two? Two years? City Lights? Sorry. Dest <laughs> I came from Destiny Life, so I mix them up a lot. Sorry. Uh, we've been at City Lights about two years. Uh, love it. Love our community group. Uh, if you uh, get to know me a little bit, you know that uh, basically everything that comes out of my mouth is like community, 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 and that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today. So shall we get started? Ten minutes. Whew. Okay, so uh, have you guys ever, ever shown up to church and uh, thought, man, why is it that some people get it and some people don't? Like, I don't know if you're like me, when like growing up, I would come and I would see people experiencing God and really worshiping and, and really praying and really getting into it. And I would always think, man, uh, I try, but I just don't get it. Anybody ever like that? Like, just wonder why some people get it and some people don't? Well, today, I am going to share with you the secrets of Christianity. Are you ready? Two secrets to Christianity. We're going to start in the Old Testament, though. So the Philistines, everybody knows the Philistines, right? Not exactly rocket scientists. They're always causing trouble with the Israelites, always fighting, right? But the, the, the Philistines were smart enough to figure out that every time they would fight the Israelites, and the Israelites would have this box with them, that the Israelites would win. And so the, the Philistines are like, man, what is going on here? Like, no matter how we plan, if they have the box, they win. So it must be the box, right? So if we get the box, then we win, right? And what is the box? Anybody know? The ark, right? Which is what? The presence of God, the very presence of God. And so when the presence of God was there, then they would win, right? And the Philistines would lose. So they're like, oh, we just got to get the box, right? So they steal the box, which causes all kinds of issues for them. We'll skip over that part, but let's fast forward. So David comes into power, and he knows, I got to get the box. It's the presence of God, right? So he gets the box, he beats up the Philistines, gets the box, and he starts bringing it back to Jerusalem, which uh, brings us to Chronicles chapter 15-ish, okay? First Chronicles chapter 15-ish. So David gets the box, puts it on a, uh, a cart, which you're not supposed to do, first of all, and starts bringing it back to Jerusalem. Well, of course, along the way, the ox stumbles. This dude reaches up, sticks his hand out to keep the ark from falling. Bam, he's dead, right? So David's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, he's like seriously scared. Like, you're already nervous, right? This is the presence of God. But now, somebody touched the presence of God, the dude died, right? And so now David's like, yikes, right? So he decides he's gonna just stick it in somebody's house and then figure out what to do, right? So who does he decide, whose house does he decide to stick it into? This dude named Obed-Edom. Has anybody ever heard of Obed-Edom? He just pops up out of nowhere. So that he sticks it in this guy Obed-Edom's house, right? And he's like, yeah, so we're going to stick the presence of God in your house, and I'll get back to you on that, right? He goes back to Jerusalem, decides he's going to, like, get everything ready, and then figure out what to do with the box later. Well, then in the meantime... Things start to change at Obed-Edom's house. The Bible says that his entire family was blessed. Everybody around him was blessed, right? His life changed. How he talked to his kids changed. How he talked to his wife changed. How he treated his neighbors, it changed because the presence of God was in his house. So fast forward a little bit, and people start to tell David, hey, you know you stuck that uh, box in Obed-Edom's house in uh, Bro, he is 
killing it right now. Hashtag winning. So David's like, geez, I got to get the box here, right? So he decides he's going to go back. He's going to get the box. He's going to bring it to Jerusalem. And he, everything's gonna, ready now. They're going to have a big parade and a big festival, right? So he goes knocking on the door. Yeah, uh, Obed-Edom, I'm going to need that box now. Thanks. So they get it. They bring it back. And it, the Bible's talking about chapters uh, 15, 16, they're talking about uh, all the things that they have to get ready for the festival. And they need volunteers. They need volunteers for all kinds of stuff. And so the Bible starts listing out all the volunteers. And every time it lists, lists out what they need, musicians, singers, our boy Obed-Edom keeps popping up. All of a sudden, he's a musician. All of a sudden, he's a singer. All of a sudden, he's a porter. His name keeps popping up everywhere. All the way until... They, they, they have the festival, they put the ark in the tabernacle, now it's in the Holy of Holies, and, and only one dude can go into the Holy of Holies, so they have to have doorkeepers to keep other people out of the Holy of Holies, right? Who is it that volunteers to be a doorkeeper? Obed-Edom, again. And I'm convinced that Obed-Edom had the presence of God in his house, and after it left his house, in his head he said, I have to do whatever it takes to be back in the presence of God. And so he knew that if this is as close as he can get, standing at the door to the presence of God, then that is what he was gonna do. Anything it took to get close to the presence of God because it changed his life. Just show up. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, you know, if I, if I just come on Fridays and everything's good. Guys, Fridays are great. Fridays are awesome. There's something powerful about the body getting together and worshiping together and having a corporate time together. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's healthy. But can I just tell you, you're just scratching the surface, guys. You're just scratching the surface. Because the reality is, if, 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 if you guys know that the church is you, right? It's not the walls. It's not the four walls. The church is you. Christ is in you. Paul said, do you not know that Jesus is in you? Okay? And so we, we, come, we come inside these four walls, and yes, it's great, and it's awesome, and we have a great time, but it's like you're just stepping into the entrance of the house, right? Welcome. You've made it to the entrance. But we want you in the living room. We want you at the dinner table. What happens in the living room? Living room's like more intimate, right? You're sitting on someone's couch. You're sharing in life. This is community group, Right? That's like community group. Man, I can't tell you all the amazing things that have happened in my life because of community group. But we don't just want you in the living room. We want you at the dinner table, sitting on, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, having breakfast, having lunch, having dinner with different people that have the presence of God in their life, sharing in life on an intimate level. The, the dinner table is intimate. Find somebody that has the presence of God in their life and spend time with them. God is in you. He's at work in each and every one of you. All we have to do is make a decision to spend time with one another. It's that simple. And be open. Just show up and be open. When I, uh, Sadia and I moved to Destiny Life, as I 
talked about earlier. These guys started talking to us about grace, and it was like on another level that I had never heard it before. But we were having dinners with them. We were doing lunches with them. We were, we were spending time, so much time with them. And at first, I was really freaked out, but they kept saying this thing, ah, oh, just be open, be open. And it was never like pushed on me in a, in a sense of like, I don't, I grew up in, a, in an environment where it's like, these are the 16 fundamental truths, and this is what you believe, and if you don't believe this, then something's wrong with you. No, it wasn't that at all. It was like, hey, I'm gonna share with you what God has done in my life, and you can do with it whatever you want. No big deal, right? And so I was spending time with people that had good marriages, spending time with people who were raising their kids to love Jesus, spending time with people that when they come into the building, they were worshiping and praying and like on another level that I'd never seen before. And so for me, it was like, what is it with these people? And you know, a lot of times we can do the A plus B equals C. Like, just tell me the answer. It's not that simple, but I can simplify it to this. Just be open and just show up, right? Find somebody to plug in with. Find a community group to plug in with. Find somebody that has marriages that are amazing. Find somebody, a marriage, that's amazing. Find somebody that is raising awesome kids, right? And just spend time with them. It's that easy. And so, you guys, I've told you guys the story many times of Man, having to overcome that shame in my life of, of having to work hard and, and trying to please God. And then on the bus in Venezuela, getting the revelation of the Father's love for the first time. And my life changed. And all I did was spend time with people that had Jesus at work in their lives. And guess what? It changed my life forever. It changed how I talked to my kids. It changed how I talked to my wife. It changed how I looked at life in general. The secret to Christianity is be open and just show up.